Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Loyal. And this week, I'm going to attempt to walk you through how I would do a creative photo shoot. Check out our selection of Adobe Lightroom presets and merchandise on the shop page at mightsoundwild.co. Carly is a film style preset designed by April, and it's now only $15. There's also April's Western inspired black and white preset, the Shore Shooters Beach Days preset, used by our own Shore Shooters editors, and even a free preset. Plus, Mountain Escape t shirts and sweatshirts, Beach Day Everyday Motel keychains, and the Mountain Escape Smoky Mountain Camp Mug. Check out all of the merchandise and Adobe Lightroom presets on the shop page at mightsoundwild.co. All right, this week we are walking you through a creative family photography session. And uh, April, you're just going to kind of take a step by step, right? I'm going to try my best. So I, I think um, this is something every time we, we do a Q&A, we always get... Um, questions that are like, how do you stay creative? And I think maybe people mean, how do you execute that? So we want to take it a step further because we've talked in theory about how to stay creative in ways, you know, we've had podcast episodes where we're like, sometimes you have to travel or take a walk or break out of your routine, you know? So we've talked about how to stay creative in your mind, but this week we want to talk about how to actually execute a creative photo shoot. Right. Now, I'll tell you, myself included in this, and I've had other uh, photographers say this to me, that there are some of us who would rather work with big groups Mm -hmm. than small families of like three or four, because sometimes when you're working with a small family, you just burn through your list of shots in 10 minutes, and then you're standing around going, okay, what do I do now? So I think what you have for us this week is definitely going to help to better plan out and uh, just make the shoot go a whole lot smoother. Yes. So I would say that what you just said is the key. You have to plan out what you're going to do ahead of time. Yeah. So rarely does it work out where you just show up unprepared in the moment and magic happens. That um, definitely can happen, but that's not how we want to go into this. It's definitely better to have a plan. And for me, that's usually a visual plan. And I think that the second thing would be communication. And these two things go hand in hand. So if you're planning in your mind, whether you're using Pinterest or Instagram or something that you've seen, or maybe these ideas that you have in your head are just your own thoughts that have come to you. I think that the next biggest hurdle is communicating what's in your mind to the client. So they can also be prepared. That's a that's a good idea because one of the things I've always ha- had a struggle with is I'll look up stuff on Pinterest or wherever and try to program them all into my brain. And then when I get out there, they're all gone. It's gone. And not just your ideas, but when you go to try and shoot these things, Uh, Brianna and I were talking about this on our walk this morning that a lot of times, I'd say 90% of the time, it's not turning out the way that you've seen it. Right. So I think that what photographers have to have in their brain is number one, you're just using this as inspiration to, it's a jumping off point for you. But number two, there are many reasons that this image may not be coming out when you're 
shooting it versus what you've seen. And if, if anyone, if, if you're listening to this and you have a pen and paper, I'd say write this down. Check yourself, take a minute, slow down and check yourself. If you've got inspiration and you've, and you've, you've got it right in front of you and you've communicated it to the client, whether you've texted them before, say you've gotten very organized, you made a whole mood board for your shoot. You've got a family with little kids. You've got the setting right. You've made a, a Pinterest board completely dedicated to the, to the way you're going to try to have the shoot from what they wear, how they dress, the location. You've sent it to them so that they can also see where we're going with this. And then you get there and you're going through your board and you're trying to shoot specifically what's on there. And it's not turning out like that at all. I think there are a few things that you can ask yourself, and it's the same with editing. If you've ever listened to any of our editing episodes where I've spoke about Lightroom, I've said, and it's the same thing, I've said, if you have an image in front of you and there's something you're not satisfied with, you're saying, this is too cool. It's not warm enough. It's too contrasty. You have to say out loud what you don't like. Same goes for when you're trying to shoot against your example. Like your image in camera doesn't look like the image that you were hoping to get. And I say keep trying because you don't want to leave frustrated. You don't want to no. leave and go, oh, I had this whole thing organized and it didn't turn out anything like I wanted. So take your time and ask yourself, what's the what's the difference here? A lot of times it's really silly stuff. Like I've noticed there are certain poses, especially with couples, where I want to have, you know, a girl standing, kind of giving the guy a kiss on the forehead or something. Well, the way that she's bending, the way that he's sitting, their height differences, and then also my height difference. Okay, so you have to think about that. You the do. photographer that took this may be a totally different height than you. Meaning they may they're be a whole a, lot taller oh, than you. <laughs> they're always a lot taller than me. I'll or they may that. be standing on something. Or they may be down on their knees. They could be. So, you know, there's like times where you just have to think like, am I at the same plane? Is my camera at the same plane as this photographer? And then adjust that accordingly. And then yeah. also there's many other factors that go into, were they shooting into the sun? And that was changing the entire environment. That was making sure. this like total different look. And you're shooting with the sun in the opposite position, which is literally going to look nothing like the the image. Yeah, um, I want to I want to back up to something very important that you said a few minutes ago, and that is to keep trying it until you get it. Because we've talked about this before, how photographers will sometimes get a little nervous about coming across as looking unprofessional or something like that, and they won't go back and try things again uh, because they don't want the client to think that they don't know what they're doing. So yeah. they'll shoot it one time and go, okay, let's move on to something else. Yeah, don't worry think, about that. Keep, I think keep it, trying it until you get what you've, till, till you get that shot that you want. It's my personal opinion that you look more professional if you step back and say, wait a second, that didn't turn out the way I want. Right. You know, that That's not exactly what I wanted. That makes you look like you know that you didn't just accomplish what you want. It didn't mean you just took a bad picture it meant you didn't take the kind of picture that you were wanting, that you're hoping to take. And especially if we're talking about a creative shoot. So this, chances are you might be shooting with someone that's just for fun. You know, you just yeah. want to, you know, 
put yourself out there, push yourself harder, create the kind of work that you want to show that you're, you're hoping to inspire your own clients with. So you've got time, you know, you've got, you've got the people there, you're, you're set up, you've got your mood board. Um, now it's time to execute it. So if I can back up a little bit, cause I kind of jumped into like how, how posing, you know, can kind of throw you sometimes. But if I can back up, I would say outside of planning, the next biggest um, key to success here is communication. And I don't just mean ahead of time. So, you know, you can send um, your subjects, whoever it is, your couple or your family, um, the board of inspiration. You can communicate about the time of day and what they need to wear. But when you get there, when you show up on the scene, I like to go ahead and let them know ahead of time what to expect and to let them know if you're sensing that they may not be comfortable. Say this is a paying client and they're not models and they just want some good photos, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and you're picking up that they feel awkward in any way. I go ahead and communicate to them that I understand that this is awkward. Yeah. Like, and let's just you, go ahead and get that out of the way. If you communicate ahead of time, maybe you can get the awkwardness out of some of the awkwardness out of the way before the shoot even starts. Because if you're sending them inspirational shots, they may go ahead and say, Hey, I don't know if that's going to be right for us. And then right. maybe you can work that kind of stuff out ahead of time. Yeah. And I think, I think when you're there, chances are, if you say, hey, I know this is kind of awkward. I know that the things I'm going to ask you to do for the next 30 minutes is something that feels really strange to you. That's already 50% of the, the job right there is just letting them know that you understand. Yeah. So they can kind of take their, their guard down a little bit and go, oh, she's not expecting me to perform like a model. Because I do believe that that's what they think, especially from all this inspiration you've sent them where people do look their best and it's like this perfect shot. I mean, that's why it's inspiration, right? Because it turned out exactly. perfectly. And they're like, whoa, that's some big shoes to fill. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so you need to let them know right away that you know that this kind of stuff is awkward. Another thing that I like to do is tell them most moment, explain to them most moments that are captured that are going to be the ones that we love the most are all the little moments in between our poses. So I just go ahead and let them know if you see me snapping, just go with it. Like it's yeah, almost don't, like, don't, don't stop and look at the camera and smile. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep going with it. I know that it is. Um, I know that that doesn't feel natural to like stay in the moment for, for everyone, but if they can get out of their head about it and you can let them know ahead of time that that's your plan, like, Hey, we're out here for 30 minutes and for 30 minutes, I'm going to be trying my best to get every little moment. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, when they're like sitting down and they're doing things that I, I've given them pointers, say I've like given them something specific to do, I tell them like, if there's a moment where you need to take a breath and this feels weird, just just pause, take a breath and just we'll go back at it again. That's and good. I, also, I also say things to them like, if I'm not directing you, I think this is how I say it. I, I think this just comes out of my mouth. I don't know exactly how to say it. If I'm not giving you any direction, that means you're doing a great job as you are. And I'm just busy trying to catch it. I'm just, I'm just busy trying to get it. So if I'm quiet and I'm not saying anything, don't, don't stop doing whatever. Right. Is you're keep, doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. If you don't, if I'm not telling you otherwise, then just keep doing what you're doing. But to be on the other side of the camera, that is something that has taught me a little bit 
Um, I'm super awkward on the other side of the camera. I'm very uncomfortable and I don't like to do it. Yeah. But there have been a few times in my life where I've had to do it. And the first time I remember is back when Trisha and I had our wedding photography business, you know, and we were doing things on the side and stuff like that. And we tried to go get um, some PR stuff from a, another professional. Yeah. That was the first time I learned how awkward it felt to be in front of the camera. <laughs> to be on because the other side. Every other time I just had a friend do things and I could speak to them candidly and say, oh, do I look stupid? Let me see that. Um, how do you know, stuff like that. But the person that we hired, um, was another girl that we kind of knew, didn't know well. And she had the approach maybe like I have, uh, and it really brought it to my attention where she would just start firing off the camera. And I felt very like unprepared. It felt like it was right in my face and I had no idea what I was doing, like how I looked. Um, she didn't give direction, um, and she's a great photographer. We wouldn't have hired her. And the pictures yeah. actually came out great. I loved them. I think I know which pictures you're talking about. And they did turn out great. They did. I loved them. But in the moment, as she was shooting them, I was very uncomfortable. And I remember being like, oh, this is it. She's taking the pictures right now. I don't have time to get it together. I've got to yeah. at least like take a deep breath and not look like a deer in headlights, which is how I felt. Yeah. Um, so I think I may have learned at that time because I had a similar approach to this photographer. That's kind of what I did with people. I thought they looked cute. I, I just started shooting thinking, I'm thinking these guys are adorable, but that's not how they feel. They don't feel adorable. They don't feel like they know what they're doing. They don't feel great. So I think I did learn that you've got to let people know why you're firing away. Like, hey, That's I'm just going to be shooting like crazy because you guys are cute and you don't need to do anything. You can yeah, just stand here and tell them where to put their eyes. I think that is the biggest confusing thing for people on the other side of the camera is like, where should I put my eyes right now? Do I look at you? Do I look away? Do I look at my partner here or my kids? And usually if you can tell them exactly where to put their eyes, each person in the group, or if you want to say to them, Hey, I want you to look over here for now, but as I'm snapping, you hear the shutter move where you're looking, change where you're looking with your eyes. Maybe not change your entire uh, face. Don't turn to the right or left, but maybe turn your eyes. Like for a minute, okay. we're going to be looking at the kids for a minute. You're going to look down. Then you're going to look up at your spouse or whatever, you know, give them, let them know what they need to do. And that'll be a huge game changer right there. All right, um, we'll take a quick break right here, and then we'll get back to uh, some more advice from April. Coming up. Hey, guys, it's Brianna LaCosta. I am the social media manager for Mountainscape, Shore Shooters, and Might Sound Wild. I want to invite you to stay connected with us. We post regularly, and we want to see you interact with us. You can find Shore Shooters and Mountainscape through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube. We're back with more advice now on how to make the most of a family photography session. April, you've given us some great stuff so far. Anything else to add to that? Yes, I was kind of um, thinking back because I, I felt like I was a little um, all over the map with it. But if we were to kind of recap, we said, you know, to plan ahead, plan the, the vibe that you're going for. Save yourself some images to inspire you. I think that's very important to communicate ahead of time, plan it out rather than just getting out there and then just throwing it on them and saying, here's what we're going to do. Yes. So the and communication is very important. Communication ahead of time and then communication um, during the shoot is really where it's at. Yes. Um, the more you let them know what you're doing, the better they can understand how to behave. Um, 
And another big thing, and I think I kind of touched on it, is you have, you've got to slow down. Slow yeah. down in your brain. Take your time. Think about what it was that you set out to accomplish. Think about if it's not going, if you're feeling like you're not getting what you wa- wanted. Ask yourself why. Yeah. Really go. Yeah. How can yeah. I do this? I was going to ask you a question to kind of go along with that. I, I don't mean to kind of throw you off script here, but okay. you were talking about the candid moments and uh, uh, just having them be themselves and all of that kind of stuff. What happens when you get one of those really stiff families that just wants to stand there and look at you and doesn't want to play, or I guess is what we would call it? Yeah. So I've had many of those throughout the years, especially picking up, um, you know, 60 plus sessions in the summer for shore shooters. You you do sometimes go out there at night and um, either they're stiff because they're uncomfortable or it's just a personality trait. Yeah. And it's um, hard to kind of crack through that. But and let me just let me just say right there, there's nothing wrong with that, because if if I was the one on the other side of the camera, I would be one of those people. You have to think they still hired you to take their pictures. That's true. They still want pictures with for whatever reason. It's either their loved ones or, you know whatever reason, they're still there. So uh, you can't just throw in the towel and say, well, I can't do anything with these people because yeah. um, yeah. your job is still to try to give them. The so best we got to have a, we got to have some way to loosen them up and I guess right. get them playful. Um, so this is where it's like no longer about photography and it's more about reading people and yeah. um, trying to, you know, trying to get them comfortable. If, if you find anything that you can relate to them with, it can, if you're getting, you know, you're getting a response out of them, seems like they think something's funny. I've pushed it before where if I've thought people would respond okay, I've told them, this is usually about halfway through the shoot or closer to the end, I've told them that they look stiff in, in so many ways. Yeah. But I laugh about it. And I think I do it in a way that doesn't hurt their feelings, that it lets them know how they look um, because they don't want to look that way. They, they don't want to look... Um, shoulders tight, um, fists, or um, they don't want to look stressed out or uncomfortable in their pictures. They really need you to either give them some pointers or catch them when they're not paying attention. So that's <laughs> that's the angles I go after. I'm like, hey. I, I either need to give them something to do where they don't even realize I'm taking their photo, or I need to give them actual pointers, like say things like, take a deep breath. You know, I think I think the photographer's personality sort of helps with that too, because does, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta say that your husband Walt mm-hmm. is probably one of the best at that because I know that he has had a lot of those uh, families that just come out there thinking that they're just going to stand there and pose, and Walt has such a goofy, funny personality that he is really good at loosening people up mm-hmm. and getting them to be more candid and fun. I feel and, like he gets by with more too with like, he's from, you know, Pennsylvania. He's from the Philly area. He's got this kind of like, it's okay that he kind of barks orders at families. Like they accept it in him that he's like, Hey, no, don't do that. We're doing this. Yeah. We're having fun. He yeah. likes to kind of make fun of people and they seem to take it well. Yeah. And he'll make jokes with them and you do that kind of stuff and you're going to loosen them up. 
Yes, exactly. So have fun with them. Don't and don't I, go out there and be completely serious because if you're super serious as the photographer, they're going to be super serious looking in what they're going to give you as far mm-hmm. as the type of pictures you're going to get. A couple of other things I want to point out is if your family dynamic is more than just mom and kids, that's usually when the struggle is real with creativity. Oh, yeah. When you have grandma and grandpa or your kids are older than the chasing, playing, digging in the sand age. I'm talking a lot about the beach because that's what we do so much. But no matter where you are, if you're in a field, if you're in the mountains, if you have a um, little kids under the age of 10, I feel like it's much easier to give them things that just look adorable with their with their parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once the kids start getting older, it's just as important. I'm speaking from experience as having an 18-year-old. It's just as important to have professional photos with your family as they're getting older. And that is when the photographer, I think, or my personal experience is when I panic. I'm like, how do I still give them a great session without them just standing and looking at the camera? Now, don't discount standing and looking at the camera. Because some of our favorite family photos with our cousins and nieces and nephews are us all just standing looking at the camera. But a lot of them are um, the photographer made us laugh or we have our arms around each other or we're making silly faces at each other and we love them. We have them printed. We usually put them all over the refrigerator because the people we love are in those photos. So don't dismiss that. That's important. Yeah, it's Um, important to get a mixture of the, the posed, typical, you know, traditional looking shots and the fun stuff, too. But if you're talking about creativity, number one, as a photographer, you must be doing this because you have an eye, I hope. I hope if you are calling yourself a professional, you're different than the average person that's holding a camera. You not only know how to operate your camera with settings, which we've talked about over and over on this podcast, but you also have an eye that sees moments that the average person doesn't see. And that is what you want to work on capitalizing in these shoots. So we've talked about planning and communication during the shoot, but you can plan all you want. And once you get there, what you hope, what the hope is, is that something special happens at that shoot that wasn't part of your plan. Yeah. Otherwise, we will all be creating the same work over and over eventually. If we're all working off what we see on Pinterest, what we see on Instagram, we're trying to recreate those moments because they're, all, they're great and they are. Don't get so hyper-focused on that list that you're missing what's right in front of you. And I may sure. have said this before on podcast episodes, and I'm sorry if I'm beating a dead horse, but if you see a moment happening where like a mom is reaching for her you know, toddler's hand and the sun just happens to be back there and it's just everything's right. You have to be able to go in for that. You have to be able to see things um, that that's not just about the posing that you're hoping for. Um, Also, another good tip, I think, in the same line as that, if you're drawn to a certain artist's work or maybe it's not even just an artist, but you, you find yourself saving these certain types of photos over and over, ask yourself what it is about those pictures that you're, if you're aspiring to this, what it, why, what is it that you okay. like about your inspiration? Is it because you're drawn to all the, uh, space in between? Like maybe you're drawn to pictures that are, look a little more organized chaos. Like it looks more spread out where people are all doing things, 
or maybe you're drawn to those really tight shots where lots of uh, things are cut off and, and it's really intimate because it's like just their lips or just their eyes. Um, maybe you're drawn to pictures because of the lighting, because of a specific uh, soft light that you see, or maybe you're drawn to photos because they're very, um, you know, art deco or there's like um, backdrops involved and people are dressed to the nines and that kind of thing. You're like, or Brianna always tells me she's way into, it took me a long time to realize for Mitzi Jean, for her brand, that she likes the sun. She doesn't like the sunset and the sunrise. She likes the harsh light and the shadows and the flash of the um, photography and stuff. And which is, you know, so you need to know what it is that you like, number one, because if you don't, you're going to have a hard time accomplishing it. Okay. Uh, So hopefully that makes sense. If you, um, whatever it is that you're inspired by, nail it down to how, you know, how do I accomplish this? Is it, is it for this reason? Then set up your shoot according to that. So say you're, say you're Brianna and you keep going out at sunset because that's what you've been taught and that's what everyone around you does, but that's not the look you're hoping to accomplish in the end. You need to go set out a shoot that's in a weird time of day, like two or three o'clock and you need to try and see what it's like then. Create your own style. Yeah. Is that giving you more of the look that you are after? Is that, you know, um, if you're drawn to images, I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about the perspective, like, are you standing or kneeling? And is their heights different? When I was talking about that earlier, I was going to say from my own experience, sometimes I've shot the pose that I thought that I wanted to do over and over and didn't like it. And all I needed to do was switch my lens. Mm-hmm. I just Very wanted, good. I had no idea that I'm using a wide angle and it's just impossible to get the shot the way I wanted it. And I needed a tighter, yeah. a tighter so lens. Get a, so get several different lenses. Don't always shoot with the same one. Well, right. Yeah. Like if you're doing something and it's just not looking right, try to switch your lens. Um, try to switch where the sun is. Um, definitely communicate to your clients um, to reiterate what we've already said, that okay. during this shoot, you are going to be shooting the whole time. Let them know. I'm going to be shooting a lot. If you need a break, if you feel uncomfortable, if you're tired of this camera being in your face, give me a little signal and we'll stop. You take a deep breath. Let's, you know, get it together. Otherwise I'm trying to catch moments here. You guys just relax. I'm going to give you pointers throughout, but if I don't give you pointers, keep doing what you're doing. Um, so just over communicating, you cannot communicate enough in my opinion. Um, Okay. Yeah, have a plan. Communicate. All right. Going. That's it. Great <laughs> That's stuff. How I do it. That sounds good. I hope this uh, helps. And we're always looking for new topics for the podcast. So anytime that you, if there's something that you as a photographer would like to know a little bit more about, maybe know our opinions on something, uh, shoot us a message we're both on instagram you can just send us a direct message through instagram we're always looking for uh topics for the podcast and most importantly we want to answer the questions that you have and we want to address the topics that you want us to talk about so please send us a message anytime if you're enjoying the podcast leave us a review give us a rating and uh share it on social media as well. If there's a particular episode of the podcast that uh, uh, was really helpful to you, please share it on social media so you can let all of your 
creative friends know about it. And make sure you join us again when we'll have another new episode coming up next Wednesday on Might Sound Wild podcast.